the Sodexo Diversity and Inclusion Podcast. Good afternoon, my name is Nia Jordan and I'm co-chair of the Pride Network. We're here on a sunny afternoon in OSR and we're here to record a podcast on behalf of our campaign for International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia, otherwise known as Idahobbit. This is a global event that we celebrate every year on the 17th of May. It's not only for LGBT community, but also it's a time for our allies to stand side by side and be visible. This day is particularly significant because it's the date in 1990 where LGBT was removed from the list of mental illnesses. The colour theme for the day is purple and we encourage everyone to get involved and take part. I've got some special guests in the room with me today, so I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. Hi everyone, my name is Martin O'Rourke. I've worked for Sodexo for just over 11 years now. I'm really happy to um, be at the podcast today and support this fantastic campaign. We'll probably talk about everything later on in more detail. Um, So 12 years with Sodexo, I am the Divisional Director for Operations, working for the healthcare segment. Uh, I've been in, um, as I've said, healthcare and operations for 12 years, but I did a stint as the sales director for just over a year and a half, a couple of years ago. And, and as I've said, I'm really happy to be with the team today um, and to be involved in this podcast. Hello, I'm Adrian Mullis. I'm the um, HR business partner for Defence and Government Services. Um, got slightly a little bit more service than Martin. I'm just shortly going to hit 19 years. Wow. Um, so uh, exciting time next year with long service to come. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a um, bit of a mix of a career within Sodexo. I've done operational uh, roles as well as my current functional role as well. Hello everyone. My name's Julie Evans and I am based in Chester. Uh, I work within the healthcare contract uh, and I've been with Sodexo for 12 years uh, and I work for private hospitals. Great, thank you guys. So I just want to talk a little bit about Ida Hobbit and, and why awareness days are important to not only Sodexo but to you personally. So Martin, if I could ask you, why are awareness days like this important? So um, I think um, personally that there's been so much done in this area um, over the years. I can remember my first ever Pride event I went to, um, which was, I think, I was trying to work it out the other night, but it was about 20 years ago in Glasgow. Um, And then I was really astounded about how many people were there. And then you cut to 20 years later, and I think round about, I mean, you'll probably be able to tell me, but I think it was a million people at the London Pride last year, um, which was one, I think I I checked online, it was the seventh most uh, sort of attended worldwide Pride event. So... These days are really important for me uh, to, um, it's really for me is to get the message um, about equality and about acceptance. Um, I think I was lucky enough to come from um, Glasgow in Scotland where for some reason being gay was seen as quite cool even about 20 years ago. Um, and even when, we'll come to that later, but even my coming out story, you know, people like my sisters would say, oh, this is cool to have, to have a gay brother. So uh, for me, um, I feel as if things have gone a little bit backwards in the last 10 years in terms of awareness. Um, and, and what I mean by that is I do believe that social media has a, has had a part to play in um, sort of intolerance in some ways and the fact that we can get communication out there faster and better. But again, it comes with, you know, some hate, it comes with trolls, and it comes with all of that kind of stuff that probably some of us didn't have to deal with, you know, sort of 20 years ago. 
Um, so the awareness for me is important to push the agenda. Um, I believe that um, the sort of the Pride Network helps with that. Ida Hobbit helps with that. And I think for me, uh, um, the awareness factor, we all need to play a game and, um, and do a little bit more for the cause. So personally, I think for me, um, something I'm going to be talking about later is you know, what I'm going to do differently now and in the future um, to support these days. But they're a fantastic way to support um, the LGBT network and, and the vision and the awareness and the um, inclusion and the equality and everything that we talk about. But these days for me is a particularly to put lights around a certain day and for everyone to take part. Great, thank you. And Adrian, if I can hear from you. Um, so for myself, um, very much focused really on my experience and being with Sodexo and um, how I've seen um, awareness of um, these types of days. Um, I think for me, Ida Hobbit has, has been massively successful over the years. I've seen it um, play a part and obviously, you know, being able to be involved in that. Um, and it, it is actually just reminding everybody within, within the business area that you work and um, also for me it's also about bringing in the senior leadership of the organization as well so for me i was very fortunate that um, i was able to sort of talk about either hobbit as part of the pride network um, with our board um, in defense government services and i think that has a very impactful um, process on on everybody i think you know just ensuring that everybody in the business is is aware of the day and they get involved um, with what's going to go on on the 17th of May. Um, seen lots of positive stuff in past years um, from different parts of the defence and government's contracts. Um, and um, I'm really hopeful that we'll see the same thing moving forward this year as well. Julie, why are awareness days like this important to you? Um, but from a personal point of view, um, I had a hard time coming out and within my workplace as well before I worked for Sodexo. And over the years of working for the company uh, and the joining of the Pride Network, um, I've seen membership grow and I've seen more support out there. And it's something that I wish I'd had when I was younger. And to, um, for days like this, it's just all about raising awareness for, um, for the workforce and the frontline staff and making sure that they are happy in the workplace. Yeah, it's a very valid point. And, you know, <coughs> over the years, we've um, we've grown what we do in, in terms of the space of Ida Hobbit. And I think that just to echo everyone in the room, it's hugely important that everyone gets behind days like this. It's not just about our LGBT colleagues. It's about our allies, too. And, and them being visible is, is a hugely important thing. Each year with Ida Hobbit, there's a theme. And this year's theme is justice and protection. From a UK perspective, we've seen attitudes change towards the LGBT community, and it's evolved over the years. Martin, if I ask you, what has been your experiences in coming out? Do you find it easier now than the years before? You've, you've obviously mentioned before that 20 years ago in Glasgow, it was quite a cool thing. Yeah. Do you see differences now with uh, you know, social media and, and attitudes and behaviours in terms of how LGBT people are treated? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my um, my coming out story is probably a little bit easier than most because I, um, when I was growing up, when I was sort of ten or eleven, I was I was a rebel. There's a real rebellious streak in me, 
um, as you can, uh, I, 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 as, as it still is today, as my, my mum would say, that hasn't changed. Um, and I had this thing about being, having a shock factor to people like aunts and uncles and, and parents, etc. And I was kind of the class um, joker as well. So I think all of that intermingled um, really helped my coming out story because at the time where people would say, you know, do you have a girlfriend? My in initial reaction would be, well, maybe this week is going to be a boyfriend. So very early on, and if my parents were here and my siblings, they would say this about me. They would say, we, we just weren't sure what was going to come out your mouth next. You're this rebellious streak. You're a bit of the shock factor. So actually, I didn't really have to come out. It was almost like I just brought a guy to something, or, you know, one day to... I think it was my sister's friend's wedding and no one really bat an eye because they thought, half the people in the room thought I, I was just doing it for the shock factor and the other half of the room thought that, well, he's definitely gay. So that as well as being sort of from Glasgow where, as I've said, Glaswegians tend to see the whole gay aspect of being quite cool. So there was this, I, I was lucky enough to be in that coming out era where people thought you know it actually was quite cool scottish people i think can be more tolerant towards minorities in general i feel and i think it's just the way the culture the way you're brought up you're you know you're sort of um led to you know accept all people you know love thy neighbor all this kind of thing so i think that really helped me um and i think the difference is now um to mention the social media is some sometimes i look at young people that are doing coming out stories on twitter etc and i think God, I mean, you, leave, you read some of the comments and some of the hate they get, as well as, I mean, it's a balance. I would say it's 20% hate, 80% support. But this is why, to talk about Ida Hobbit, this is why it's so important. We need to eradicate that 20% hate. People need to be who they are. You know, the whole love is love campaign is really important for me and these really, really, really help. So that's why I really support this. The other thing to mention is the Ida Hobbit day that Sodexo do I think is fantastic I mean Adrian today is actually wearing purple he's came to um, a whole a whole a whole a whole a whole, a whole time earlier wearing, wearing purple which is great but for me over the last couple of years for me um, looking at what Sodexo have done and probably you you guys in the room um, has really touched me in a way that this is why I'm here today to support it as well because there's people in healthcare um, over the last couple of years wearing purple on this day and at first a couple of years ago I was thinking what's this all about um, which is really bad, and I put my hands up to it, and this is why I want to support it. But for me, it's Sodexo supporting this. Um, they do a fantastic job about it, and we just need to up the ante with it, get more people involved. But at the moment, I think the baseline is really good um, to get people involved. So my point is, because I'm wobbling on, is the fact that I believe it's important. I think more people need to get involved, because for me, that small 20% of hate that people still get these days of just being themselves... We've all got a job and a, and, a, and a principle and a duty of care to our fellow human beings to eradicate that. And Adrian, I know that you've shared a blog with us in the past uh, about you and your partner adopting some 20 plus years ago. I mean, how do you now feel that, or do you feel that society and, and the way LGBT people are, are treated differently? Or what, what's your kind of experiences of it? Um, I think, um depending what environment you're in actually determines actually whether it's easier now to actually come out um, or not as a case may be. So if you look at somewhere like sports as an example, you know, it's very rare, you know, until we saw Tom Daly, yeah, come out and, and the journey he's been through, etc. Um, it, it's very, very rare, isn't it? Um, but maybe in other, other environments actually it's a lot easier to do that. And certainly some of the, you know, the, the friends I've got 
who, who maybe have come out after me, actually they've had an easier time than what I probably did at that time. Because um, I can certainly think that, you know, around 20 years ago, my experience was that I was in the process of buying a new house and I remember the, the sales advisor saying to me, you do realise there are two gay people living next to the house you're going to buy, don't you? And it was like, okay, what, what, what's, all, what's all this about? You know, and, and, and there you've got someone who's got a stereotypical view about a situation. Um, I don't believe that scenario would happen now. I've not tested it, by the way, but I don't believe it would happen now. And I, I think in some ways, but, uh, you know, very much what Martin's um, viewpoint is uh, about social media and the impact of that. And, and for some people, they probably just feel a bit of a risk about that because actually the responses you can get that can be very positive or negative can be unknown at times and it's a lot easier to communicate to you, isn't it, all the time. So there's a, I guess there's a thing that people have to be, you know, if I, if I say this, I know that my maybe internal group will be absolutely fine about it, but actually if it goes further afield and I'm on some social networks, what does that mean to me? Am I going to be resilient enough to deal with that at the time? And maybe sometimes there has to be some thought around actually what support do we give people in that situation. And Julie, you've, you've already sort of alluded in your prior comments to being bullied in school. How do you feel that society and the world has changed now when we look at through the lens of someone who's LGBT? I think at the time when I was at school um, and the environment that I lived in, it was very uncommon to uh, find someone who was like me. I was always different at school um, and I didn't particularly fit in anywhere and that just goes over to the bullies and um, you know I think nowadays it's a lot more uh, there's a lot more awareness in schools um, and people are, are, and children are more supported and they can be more supported but it's it's networks and it's people like us who uh, can be there and be visible and be role models for younger people uh, to make their challenges easier. Yeah, I mean, certainly from my perspective, I grew up in a very rural part of Wales um, where everyone knew everyone and, you know, standing out and being different wasn't certainly something that was received well. Uh, and as a consequence, you know, I had quite a hard time. My father was quite a religious person, so he had that on top of, of the feelings of angst. You know, and, and uh, not long after my 18th uh, birthday, I gave birth to my daughter, who's, who's 20 next month, actually. So all of these things I, I see now as my attempt to prove I was normal, to live that straight life, to, to you know, strive to be someone who didn't stand out and then actually you know I fully embrace who I am now you know Jordan my daughter turns 20 next month and she reminds me every day that society is a lot different now their approach the way they look at things you know it, it's she's got quite a few friends that she went to school with that are out and proud and you know that was never <coughs> heard of when I was in school 20 yeah, years ago exactly. and and it seems to be more accepting now. And, and <clears throat> going to your point, Martin, you know, where there's still that 20% of, of, of hate, there is still that, that small minority of people who seem to be keyboard warriors to yeah. some extent. And, and, you know, their voices get heard. And, and I think now more than ever is a time that we all stand together and um, 
be more visible and you know certainly support one another in yeah. times like this just to show that actually there is more love out there than there is hate yeah. and i think the other thing to add to that is like some of my straight friends will say you know why don't we have a straight pride and that really annoys me that question it always it always has a a huge debate now people can come from different areas of the world or different di different backgrounds but my answer to that always is is that straight people are not persecuted in certain areas of the world they're getting thrown off buildings etc etc let's not go into that but it's the it's the celebration of a minority that's what this is all about and we are a minority still and we've got an awful lot of work to do to eradicate that 20 percent. so that's what i always say to people that say you know we should be having a straight pride or you know on the 17th of may we have idaho hobbit you know could we have something else sometimes it's said in jest but um, it's more important um, for us for us to have these days, you know, for, for that awareness. Um, the other thing, just to mention about social media, what some of my gay friends were talking about this during Christmas, and they were they were saying that um, social media can come in two ways with the gay awareness campaigns, if you like. And one is the trolls, yes, and it's it's easier to hate keyboard warriors. But someone said something to me that um, made, made me think, and they said things about you know date gay dating apps, for example that there's so many of them out there and there's lots of them but when you go on to them obviously none of us are on them that who have got a partner but the people who are <laughs> looking for a partner on these gay dating apps then they see that there's you know 150,000 people online right now and what they were saying is that was a good thing because then the, for people who are, who do, do live in rural um, Wales who are 17 18 that are maybe struggling then they can see that they're, they're not alone and there are other people out there so I think things like this, the government needs to maybe take a, a more a better stance in promoting the um, the sort of the vulnerability of people who are on their own or bullied at school that you were saying, Julie. And then we need some sort of campaign to try and um, sort of increase that awareness as well. So I think the politicians yeah. have got something to do as well, as well as social media plays a big part too. Yeah, definitely. The uh, Pride Network is for LGBT colleagues and allies of the community. So if I could ask everyone in the room really from your perspective why is it important to have allies involved um it's very important um i think they, they play a big part in in showing that support and actually um sort of um sharing out to others as well why, why they want to support and actually getting everybody involved in essence um, yeah, I also I also agree with you, Adrian. I think the other thing to mention is there's something heartwarming about lots of straight people who are who are you know flying the flag for um, you know for LGBT and things like Pride and I the Hobbit. So I think having allies of all all walks of life is really important because it proves that it's not just people who are gay or transgender or bisexual that are flying the flag. The allies are important because other people who are also supporting them, our campaigns. Uh, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I saw a, a little ad the other week and it was um, a picture of, of an animal in distress and it said that you don't have to be an animal to support animal rights. Yeah. Uh, and I think that I really, that, that's quite powerful. You don't have to be LGBT plus to support LGBT rights. I think it's um, something that, you know, I think allies don't understand their importance within this. I mean, I think we can all safely say in the room, we're all allies of one another. We're, you know, you don't have to be an ally of just gay men or yeah. trans people or, or, you know, just bisexuals. You, you're an ally of everyone. Yeah. So I think really um, there is a huge role out there for allies and we do need more of them. 
And then finally, if I could just ask everyone, what would be your one call for Ida Hobbit this year? And what would you ask the listeners to do off the back of this podcast? So I think for me, I mean, we had a debate before we started recording today about sort of the trade network and how many allies we, we Amnia and the team do have and all of us. So I've gave a commitment to try and increase that number. So that's one of my <laughs> one of my personal tasks I will definitely do today. So watch this space. Um, but I think for me is getting involved in Ida Hobbit Day. When you go into the website, it's very clear. It's a very easy website to look at. You can click on a link. You can get a pack. You can you know fly the flag in terms of. Um, literally fly the flag um, on this day. We're purple uh, as we as we um, discussed earlier. But more so for me, it's probably about discussing this with colleagues. So, like Insidex, as everyone knows, we have team huddles and we do we do all this really well. We even have safety, um, you know, safety moments at every meeting. So, I think my task will be on that day of the seventeenth to, as well as safety moments and any meetings we have or huddles, it's definitely include this as well as you know the run up to. Um, to the 17th of May, I think it's really important. So yeah, making sure our colleagues, our allies, everyone's talking about it, and hopefully that will increase awareness. So also uh, Mental Health Awareness Week on Ida Hobbit, and uh, I'd encourage everyone to go onto Sodexo.net and download the packs, talk to everyone in your team huddles, get some support and have some fun on the day. Very similar really to what Martin and Julie have already said. I think. For me, that you know, I've, I've had a call with my HR colleagues today in my segment, and we talked about Ida Hobbit and how we can support the business in actually making that a great day. Um, and, I, and I guess for me, it is about everybody getting involved. I think I just want to add one thing to this, and it's just when I'm thinking about this during this podcast about the younger generation. So I've got a niece who's 13. Um, she lives in Aviemore, which is obviously in Scotland in the Highlands. I think in her class there's only about 17 people kind of in her class. In her school there's probably only about 100. So it's quite a small school. But um, during um, a, a family visit around about February, she said to me, she went, oh, Uncle Martin, there's a boy and girl in my, in, my, in my school and they're both gay. And it was just the way she said it that was just so heartwarming. She just said it as if, you know, it was nothing at all. And you know, to Julie's point about, you know, her, her, her experience, the world has changed so much. And I said, oh, so what, you know, what does that mean? And she said, well, it's so good that the, the, um, the school actually had a gay awareness day the following week for them. So we all had to dress up in a colour of the rainbow flag and we got pictures taken and we talked about, you know, there are gay people in the world and we talked about, you know, um, and th some of their journeys and we watched a couple of videos, but everyone, the whole school of the hundred odd of them <laughs> were, all, were all in colours of the, of, the, of the gay flag. She was saying, I was yellow and I wore a yellow this and a yellow that, etc, etc. But it was just so nonchalant that she said that, that when I was driving home, it was really, it really hit me, like sort of emotionally that, People can come to school when they're 12, and the boy was 12 and the, the girl was 13, and say that they're gay, and the teachers say, let's have an awareness day for you, let's celebrate this difference in you. That is where we, ne we need to get. Everyone needs to be like that. And when you read things about you know, certain schools in Birmingham going the opposite way and you know, the 20% of hate we talk about, that is why these um, podcasts are really important. That's why people need to share them, and that's why we all need to get involved. Great, thank you.
you. Thank you, everyone. Um, it's probably a good time now to mention that um, the manager's toolkit that we've uh, talked about for Ida Hobbit was released in the weekly brief last Friday, the 26th of April. It's on Sedexanet. All you need to do is type in Pride. It shows you where the manager's toolkit is. There's some um, really funky posters to download. Wear purple. Share your pictures on social media. And we'll also have a little competition for the best individual and for the best group. So everyone, thank you very much. Thank you. The Sidexo Diversity and Inclusion Podcast. <laughs>